Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. I'm kind of yawning as I say that, but that's okay. This is Jason and Dave hanging out on the beautiful studios of Relate365.com in the beautiful Northwoods of Wisconsin. Uh, just caught me at the right time there. You yeah. know, you ever start saying something and, you know. I saw you yawning, I hit the button. That's right. Because I like doing that. That's good. That's good. It's always fun doing radio Keeps with Dave. You, you never toes. know what's going to come, you know. Hey, when did you have a, your first cell phone? I got my first cell phone um, as a sophomore in college. Okay. was the first time I got my cell phone. It was a flip phone. It was a Motorola. Um, now, you yeah. and my daughter are the same age, and you and my younger daughter are the same age. And so my older daughter, she got her first phone as a freshman in college. So it's about the same time. Oh, okay. A little, little earlier, but about the same. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting because I'm, I'm wondering – how much the phones and how much the media really has shaped life? Oh, man. It's totally changed things. Yeah. You know. See, I don't get it because half the time, like right now during our broadcast, during this podcast, I have my phone turned off. Yeah. I will probably forget to turn it on for a week. <laughs> Thereby frustrating everybody who tries to call me. That's right. It's not on purpose. It's that I still have the mind frame that this phone is... You know, it doesn't control what I do. Right. I, I don't have to listen to it, and I don't really want to at times. I right. like being able to not listen to it. And if you really want me, leave a message. Right. And not only that, like this generation is different because they've always been around phones. Yeah. And and adding on to that, many people don't even have a landline anymore. Yeah, well, we don't at our house. You know. But that's because we have such good internet, and the phone goes through there, and we just Got rid of it. Because I remember, and this is something different too, is people don't know phone numbers anymore. No. I mean, I, I even remember as a kid, like I had so many phone numbers memorized because that, that y- you had your own internal phone book. Guilty. Because there was no, I mean, there was no like, let me look up their contact info. Right. Like that didn't happen. Right. You know, you just knew their number, you know, you, and you memorized it. Well, here's even more of a dilemma for a guy my age. I don't know where my contacts even are. So if I have to look one up, I don't know. I just type their name and hope it comes up. <laughs> or you, yeah. or you, hey, Siri, call. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what happened? Here's a true story. I was out I was out with a younger guy, and we were out. I, I love blackberry picking, as you know, and it was blackberry season. I'm out in the woods, and um, and I'm telling you, I'm out there, and we're, we're picking. If you ever pick blackberries in the north woods of Wisconsin, you can get lost real easy. There was a patch out there that the, the plants were about six foot tall, as far as you could see. And you keep your head kind of down looking for all these berries. Yeah. And when you get your bucket full, you look up. Yeah. You have no idea where you're at at that point. Because <laughs> you've been roaming through berries for, yeah. you know, as an you hour. Have, as you have thorns sticking out yeah, of your Yeah, you have no idea where you're at. And I remember I was with this young guy. He wanted to see where the berry patch was. And I said, well, come with me. I'll show you. And so we're out there, and I'm thinking, after we pick him, and he goes, okay, how do we get back to the car? And I look up, and I think, I don't know. <laughs> did you say that out loud? I did. And he goes, well, no no problem. Just, uh, you know, uh, pull your phone out. He was a young guy. Pull your phone out and use it. And I pulled my phone out. It was dead. And I thought, that's not going to be helpful. I don't have a phone even that works here now. That's funny. And he said, well, I got my phone. What's your wife's number? She's number one. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know. I didn't know her number. Do you know it now? No. Are you kidding? No, I don't. Wow. uh, So you've really embraced this culture. Well, I like not having to remember the numbers. (laughs) But it's one of those things where it's like, 
It just struck me that day. And this, this young guy's looking at me like, really? You don't know your wife's number? That's funny. No, I don't. I said, I know Camp's number. And so he was calling Camp and that kind of thing. And I said, well, let me use my intuition here and let's walk in a direction. Yeah. And we did. And eventually, we, we were stumped. I think we walked for like an hour. And I'm thinking, I don't know where I'm at. We really need to get a hold of somebody. <laughs> and, uh, and But what would they do? Well, I would tell them where I was at. But you don't know where you're at. No, I know where my car was, and they could come and make noise oh, so that I could hear what direction to go in. Oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. That's all I wanted to do is come sure. and honk my horn. Gotcha. Because I didn't know if I was going further into this million acre woods or walking away from it. Yep. I see. Well, finally, you know, I just sat down and the young guy looked at me and goes, isn't that your car right there? We had been walking around it. No. <laughs> <laughs> in true Dave yeah. fashion. Yeah, it's like- Oh, yeah, that is our car. So for those listening, <laughs> the moral of the story is... Don't go in the woods. Don't go blackberry picking with Dave. There you go. Please don't, because I like the berries. I, I have to share them if you go with. Well, here, I was reading an article. <laughs> go figure. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a penny for yeah. every time you said that, I, I, w- I wouldn't have to do anything I anymore. I was reading this article, and it said... It, it got my brain working, because it said, Shaping Unselfie Kids... Shaping Unselfie Kids. It was written by Michelle Borba. Okay. And uh, basically, it, it's an, again, it's an American camping magazine, and I was just reading it, and it kind of spurred my thoughts about some things. Because I thought, yeah, isn't that true? We've got a generation growing up now of selfie, got a generation of selfie people. Yeah. And the selfie people are so into self, like they can't go anywhere without taking pictures to prove they were there. Right. Well, it's not even to prove that they were there. It was just to take a picture of themselves. And to say what a great time they're having or something? Maybe. So, yeah, I mean, I you know, what, what I'm tempted to do is take a, a bunch of real dumb photos. Yeah. And just post them. Like, here's Dave drinking milk. You should. <laughs> and, you know, just just <laughs> post them somewhere. And and uh, stuff that, like, is totally meaningless. And it would probably go the opposite. People would probably start loving it. Oh, you know what? I, if they did, I would think, oh, I help. mean, we live in a culture where people buy a banana duct tape to a wall for $125,000. Why? I don't know. What do they use it for? I don't know. <laughs> it's not stuck to the wall anymore. I can tell you I that. i tell you what. If anyone listening wants to buy a banana, I got a deal. <laughs> I, I'll give it to you for 100 You know, I'll even beat it. <laughs> I'll give you half off. Oh brother! And I'm I'll, not even, going into, I'll even let you name your fruit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going into a bidding war with you. If you wanna, if you wanna buy Jason's creativity, you contact him. But if you want the real stuff, you come to me. I, I will tape it with any color duct tape you want onto a wall, <laughs> and any wall you want. If you don't have any idea what we're talking about, forget it. Don't worry about I it. I don't e- actually either. Somebody sold a piece of quote-unquote artwork which is a banana taped to a wall here's how you can have a discussion you can just follow this when you have no idea what you're talking about and i don't know what i'm talking about so <laughs> thank you for listening so the selfie generation selfie gen- well it said shaping unselfie kids so I, I started reading this and i thought i'm going to ask you about this okay um, i mean how do we you know there's do you think that that young people today why do they why do they take so many pictures of themselves well it's there's there's a combination. There's those that take pictures of themselves and those that just take random pictures. You know, like even Snapchat. You look at people who Snapchat, you know, and some of them, you know, it's always a picture of themselves. But half the time, it's like they're on their phone, they take a random picture of the ceiling, and then they type a message in there and send it. Okay. 
I'm lost. Right. I, I precisely. Mean, for me, it's like precisely. It's like what? Okay, maybe. Okay. Hey, you, when I think of that, I think why? I mean, normal activity during the day doesn't actually need a picture to document it. Yeah. Um, that's why I said if I went and and did something like you know here I am eating eggs, I I don't think it would go anywhere because it right. doesn't make. What does it matter what I'm doing in some of those things? Now, here's on the defense side of it. I'm an older guy, and I have family in different parts of the Midwest, mm-hmm. mainly Wisconsin, Illinois. I mean, Wisconsin mainly. And, I, you know, my brother's in Illinois, so two states. But as I think about it, I think, you know what? I do enjoy seeing updates as to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So if that's the purpose of those pictures for you know family who loves you and you're you know i'm not with them it's it's kind of like when i used to get together with my wife's parents and he just got back from a trip he would sit down and show us all the pictures right oh absolutely and and talk about them and and that was interesting because of the places he went to so in that sense i could see these pictures and i can see how it works and i can enjoy that but i already have a relationship like with my daughters and my brother and their kids and Mm -hmm. and so those pictures are rather meaningful to me uh, because I like seeing them grow up and do things. However, there are a lot of people putting pictures out there that I just look at and think, why? Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I maybe I shouldn't be friends with them. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Yeah, You can defriend people, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to learn how to do that and look out because <laughs> I, I might play with it. Please. Yeah, you never know. All of a sudden, you might get a notice. Defriended from Dave. You don't get a notice. You don't? No. Why? Because they don't want to offend you if your friend defriended you. Well, what good is the app then? Or whatever it is. Well, it's You just... need to have the guy know he got defriended because <laughs> that's, that's the whole statement. Why would I defriend you if you didn't know you were defriended so that I would have no leverage? <laughs> that's precise. <laughs> All right, forget that. Oh, that's... Just forget I ever said I that. I totally just burst your bubble. I know. I'm not defriending you now. Anyway, this lady said, as a former classroom and special education teacher, uh, she's internationally known, uh, award-winning author. She, she said that she's, an, she's actually an expert at recognizing for her solution-based strategies, solution-based strategies, so, okay, to strengthen children's social and emotional intelligence and character and reduce peer bullying. Okay. It seems that there's a lot of peer bullying going on. Yeah. And it seems like it's tied to the media quite a bit. Yes. So it seems, I mean, even what I said to you, I, I could defriend you and I want you to know it. Mm-hmm. There you go, peer bullying. Yeah. You know I mean? It's like, it could be pretty natural, this whole media stuff to, you know, even though I'm joking and you would take it as a joke and you'd laugh at me. Right. Well, and, I mean, even the, the peer ends up bullying. I mean, the, the peer, the, 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 I can't even talk. The media ends up bullying people too. Yeah. You know, even in the way that they choose to cover and, and, and look at situations. Well, when you look at something online, you're looking at people's lives and you're looking right. at what they're posting. Normally people post um, things to make others think that their life is really well put together and everything's cool and they're really amazing things going on in their life normally, I assume. Right. Here's a guy that came up to this lady after she did a uh, talk and said this. More than a decade ago, a dad came up to me after a speech I gave on empathy and thanked me. Now, she's saying that kids today don't have empathy because of all the selfies. Okay. I think. 
she's saying that. Okay. Uh, he handed me a photo of his son and told me that his son had hanged himself after, an endure, after enduring relentless bullying. The father asked me to promise that I'd never stop stressing empathy. If someone had instilled empathy in those boys, my son would be alive today. Hmm. I think where she's going with this is the idea that all these selfies is it's got a byproduct to it. Mm-hmm. And the byproduct is that people are so self-focused that they really don't care when somebody else is hurting. Right. That's pretty dangerous. Or they use this self-focusedness to hide what's really going on inside. That too. You know, because if you think of selfie, the whole idea is to create this idea that you're in the end. Right. Does that make sense? Right. So if, if those online are making you feel like you're not in the end... Right. Can you be lonely if your only friends are online and you don't have any? Oh, totally. You could you could be <laughs> you could be lonely and still be considered the quote unquote popular one. Okay, explain that to me. So, say you're the popular one, Dave. I am. You could still be lonely. <laughs> <laughs> good to good. Thank uh, you very much. <laughs> I I walked right into that one. <laughs> I didn't even see it coming. Notice my generation doesn't have any problem. With that's this. right. That's yeah. right. You know, but the reality is, is that, is that, you know, you could still be lonely because there might, you might not have any relationship that you have any depth in because you might be popular because you put up the right image oh. and you do the right thing. And that, that's what might, you know, make people like you or want to be around you, but they might not know Dave for who Dave is. And on the inside, that might make you super lonely because you might be struggling with stuff or not facing stuff, but you can't share it because you have to keep up this image that you've created that everybody likes or that you think everybody likes. Right. And that's the problem is, you know, that used to happen back in the day, but it was, it was, it was harder to do because you had to do it all in person. Yeah. Whereas now, I mean, with with phones the way that they are and with media the way that it is and with technology the way that it is, you can create this total alternative persona that you could live by because, I mean, relationships, you know, people don't know how to converse in person anymore, you know, besides, you know, the peripheral, like whether you're talking about sports and weather. I mean, once you get past that, I mean, when you have a conversation with a young person, they get uncomfortable. Yep. Because they don't know how to do it anymore. And I think it's because all of a sudden you've just penetrated the wall that they're used to putting up. Absolutely. And they're uncomfortable with that. You know, obviously, if you're out there portraying something that isn't true, that's going to make you nervous. Yeah. Because somebody could always discover mm-hmm. what the truth is. And you could be always afraid that they will. Right. And if they do, I bet you they could be brutal online. Right. Oh, totally. And that's the thing is that, you know, online, I mean, we've all had it where we've maybe received a a text message or an email or or whatever it is, something written that we've taken the wrong way. Right. Because there's no, um, there's no emotion. There's no inflection. There's no like, how are they saying this that you can communicate with that? Um, I mean, that's slightly different now with different apps that allow you to do video, you know, Marco right. Polo and all that sort of stuff. So depending on what, but like in basic texting, you know, you can get a text and be like, wow, are they upset with me? Yeah. And all of a sudden now you just get you self-conscious. And for somebody who's so focused on self, I mean, that could ruin you. Yeah. Well, I've had that happen where somebody asked me something and I just answered no and went on. Yeah. And they said later, are you upset? 
Yeah. So, Did I do anything? He said, no, I answered no. Yeah. You asked me a question. I said, no. Yeah. Yeah, but that's all you said. <laughs> you want to know something funny? Good. <laughs> so so I, have a, I have a watch, a smart right. watch, Apple watch. And uh, I have three boys, as you know. And so um, being at camp, you know, every now and then when you work with college students, right. they end up applying for something they want to, rec- you know, a, um, a recommendation. Sure. And so I, I had a former camp person text me, you know, asking if I would be willing to be a reference on their application. You know, they were getting my permission to put my name right. down. And I was in the process of putting my boys to bed. And I, I happened to look at my watch. And, and with the Apple Watch, if you look at it and the message comes up, it gives you some options options right. that you can automatically send back. Um, otherwise, if you like cover the face of it, it turns off. Right. And so my son, you know, went and tried to, to do that. And I didn't realize that I thought he had actually like covered it. Without me knowing, you know, 10 minutes later, I got a text back, you know, something like, what, you know, could I just ask like what I did wrong? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> and what, what actually accidentally happened was the response was, sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I felt horrible because I can imagine on the other, on the other end, like right. this person is like all of a sudden thrown awry, like thinking, right. what in the world did I do wrong? Like, that's it after like everything, like, right. really? That's yep. it. No explanation. No, you know, so it, it, it plays right into that. Like, you know, as, as we talk about the way that people communicate nowadays, like if you don't have the understanding with it, like you could totally ruin somebody. Absolutely. So how do, what do we do? What do we encourage young people to do in order to develop skills where they can actually communicate? I think they need to be intentional to communicate without their phones. Okay. To begin with, you know, like I understand like we do everything on our phone. Um, but I, I really do think that in order to, to understand people, you need to be with people and present with people. Right. You know, I think there's something said about, you know, not being on phones when you're in person with people, you know? Um, I mean, that's one of my pet peeves that I try to be aware of as much as I can is if I'm having a conversation, right. You know, even if I get a text, I don't want to necessarily stop everything, you know, and, and answer that because why, if you're talking to me and all of a sudden you see me doing this and I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. In your mind, you're like, all right, he's gone. He's in a different world. And that's true. And so I would encourage you. The first thing is to be present. Right. You know, we even talked about this in a different episode, yeah. you know, or maybe it was, it no, was we, just, were talking off oh, the we were talking off the yeah. air. Um, and maybe that's something we could talk about is just being in the present, you know, because we're so, so focused on, on living the moment through our phone. You know, I was at a concert, um, many years, many years ago, like three years ago with my wife, we went to a, a concert okay. and we were watching the artist and, and I leaned over to my wife. I'm like, I'm like, we're here in the moment we're enjoying this artist everyone around us was watching the concert through their phone. Yeah. In other words, they were recording it, taking pictures, snapping it. I'm like, I understand taking a picture, but you're here. If you wanted to watch it on a screen, go to YouTube. It would save you a whole lot of money. Yeah. Aren't they doing that so that they can have something to tell people how great a time they had? Part of it, but like it's the whole time. Right. Like that's why I'm saying like the, for memory's sake, you know, and that's how it used to be with photography. You take a picture. Yes, this is the memory. And I, right. I get that part, you know, because right. we took some pictures, we took some video, sure. but some of these people literally the whole time they're on their phone. I'm like, stay at home next time. Yeah. I just don't get it. All right. True confessions. True All confessions. Right. Confess. Um, I went to a, a church we were visiting once and the pastor was on a screen and I wanted to get up and leave. There you go. And the reason I wanted to get up and leave was because, again, I have no one in that church I know. It wasn't I wasn't there because of relationships, but I yeah. wanted 
I could get the TV version of this at home. Right. So I didn't need to go to church for that. So that's my own. Okay, all of you that are upset with me now for saying that, and your church does that, well, um, sorry. I'm not mad at your church, but I probably wouldn't attend. Hmm. Because I would rather have a, a real person talk to me. Yeah. And uh, I get the idea that pastors should be more shepherdy in their thinking. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm looking for that. I'm not looking for a screen and just somebody to teach because there's all kinds of YouTube and, and podcasts out there that I can get the same thing from and probably find somebody I like better. So, Sounds like that's another topic for another day. It, it <laughs> but the other thing is I really don't go to Green Bay Packer football games anymore. Right. And because I found myself looking at the screen, the Jumbotron. Right. I thought, I'm watching the Jumbotron the whole time I'm here. Right. My TV is, is just as clear. It's it's not as big. Well, it, you can make it clear. bigger if you really yeah, wanted I to. Want to. I mean, but you take the money you spend on your Packer tickets. That's and, right. You know. and, but I could sit in a chair and have a cup of coffee and, and be comfortable. And not, you know, I mean, it's because of the nature of man. I mean... The screen was bigger than the field to mm. me yeah. as far as the play because the players were closer on the screen than they were looking at them. Right. They were smaller when I looked down on the field. Yeah. So I looked up at the screen. They had close-ups. They had replays. And I, yeah, halfway through it, I thought, I don't want to come back. I'm not doing anything different than I would do in my Lazy Boy, and it's a whole lot less comfortable and a lot more expensive. Oh, yeah. So it's one of those things where I, I think that the media has so um, changed uh, relational mm-hmm. things and habits of people. Um, I agree with you. I think people need to stop uh, and turn their phones off or something for a little bit. Yeah, and not answer them. Do you ever turn yours off? Uh, I put it on silent, and I usually leave it somewhere. Especially if I'm home, like say at the end of the day after I get back from camp or something. I try yeah. to, I try to disconnect from it. You yeah. know. Well, you have an Apple Watch like I do, and that makes it a little harder. Yeah. At times because... Well, sometimes I even take off my watch. Yeah. Because of who we are and the position we have to at times. I right. And we, we, if there's a bunch of, if there's 350 high school kids here... Right. Yeah. Summer's a different story. Yeah. You probably need to be accessible. Not only do I have a phone then, but I have a radio. Yeah. So yeah. Oh. <laughs> I get, I get um, more connected than I want to be. Yeah. But I think it's important, if you can, at times in your life, just turn it off. Um, I still, at the, to this point, when I go to sleep at night... My phone's in another room. My, uh, you know, I don't answer it. I have it on do not disturb. Yeah. And, you know, some people, and my wife included, have talked to me about, well, what if there's an emergency? I said, I don't have to deal with it because your phone's there. Yeah. I mean, you'll answer yours, and people will call you. <laughs> and and if, if there was no other way to get me, I probably would move it and charge it in my room where I could hear it. Right. But, it, you know, I like the idea of saying, I'm actually going to sleep. Yeah. And while I sleep, unless it's an absolute dire emergency that I need to get up for, and and really there are very few of those in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some. Right. But I think it's very few. Um, and I do have provisions so that certain phones will ring mine and, you know, other things. So you can do that. And, and I just think it's important to unplug. Yeah. Um, and be, as you said a moment ago, in the moment with the people you're with. Right. And that's one thing, even as a parent, that I would encourage other parents to do. You know, start teaching your children now the importance of unplugging because it's only going to get worse. Yep. Um, technology, I mean, you look at how much technology is advanced. I mean, even since I've been out of college, and I mean, I'm, at, I'm 34 right now, and I'm not that old, but even, even in the last 
seven years, how much exponentially it's gotten more. And it's only going to get more so. Um, And it says something that all the bigwigs of all the different technology companies don't allow their kids to have technology, which says something because they understand it. Send your kid to camp and keep his technology or her technology at home. Yes. Trust me. Okay. And this is for, for the parents that really love your children and say that you need to send it so you can keep in touch with your with your with your son or your daughter. They are safe. Yeah. We'll take care of them. And so if you wanna talk to them, just send some snail mail or an email. Yeah. And we'll get it to them. Yep. You don't need to have them text. I yeah. say that in all love and respect. Keep their phone at home so they can enjoy camp. Yeah, let them be a kid for a week. Yeah, let them come please. up and just forget the phone, forget face, forget everything, and because just enjoy. Let, let me tell you, for the for the students that come, that actually like whether it's parents that take away their phone, don't send it to them. Like at first, they seem lost, but by the end of the week, you just see them enjoying themselves and enjoying other people. And so, if you really want to give a your son or daughter a gift, if you send them to camp, keep their phone at home. Yep. You know, when the Nicolay Bible Institute students come, I usually uh, meet with their parents. And one of the things I tell them is, would you please not text your child throughout the day? Would you please make sure that if you know they're in class, mm-hmm. you know their schedule somewhat, don't just pick up your phone and say, I've got this idea and I need to send it to them. Right. Use some restraint on your part and contact them in the evening when you know they're you know in their dorm room or they're doing something where where they can actually talk to you right um and besides that you could get me on a pedestal if you want again because i think we've gone backwards years ago you know we've gone back to the the day where where you basically would hammer out a message letter at a time yeah this is telegraph days mm-hmm. we actually advanced at one point to where we talked to people right right and now we're back to the telegraph yeah so we're, we're back there going, you know, one letter at a time. And, of, of course, everyone makes fun of me because I use my index finger. So it's one of those things where I'm not sure we progressed any here. Mm-hmm. There's still some value to talking to somebody. Right. Maybe instead of texting, you ought to call them mm-hmm. and talk to them. I don't know how many times I've laughed about it at home with my wife where I'm texting back and forth and, and then all of a sudden I have this bright idea. I'm going to call him. You know, why don't I just call him? I could, <laughs> I could solve this in about 10 seconds That's if right. I just call him. That's right. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think that calling it should be something we avoid. I don't think talking to people is something we should avoid. Uh, it could be very good. I think that texts have their place. I think emails have their place. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if that's all you're communicating on and you, you live for your phone, Man, I would suggest doing something where you get away from it for a little bit. Yeah, take a break. Don't let it control you. I think that's important um, because, it, it, like I said, it's only going to get worse. And you have to have household rules. Right. Uh, and your young boys one day are going to want a phone. Yep. And you have to have some rules. I know my daughter and son-in-law, they have uh, two young people in high school, and they have certain rules at the home, and, and they guard that Internet, and they know who's on it. They know where they're going. I mean, they. Uh, I think that's very wise what they do, make yep. the phones be unplugged at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Kids got to go to sleep. They don't want them on them all night. Yeah. You know, and I think that's uh, important. I think that's really important. And so hopefully you were encouraged um, just to go enjoy people. I mean, that's really kind of the, the idea is you get, get the focus off yourself and go enjoy people. But unfortunately, we're out of time again here on this episode. I encourage you to head over to relate365.com where you can listen to this podcast and others or um, just uh, subscribe to your favorite podcasting channel channel. 
Um, and uh, just encourage you to keep listening to us. This is Jason Dave here on Younger and Older, and we will see you here next time. Take care. Bye-bye.